0: Hello, and welcome to the Daily Action Podcast, where we scour the sports universe and make picks on the most interesting events of the day. It is Sunday. It is the 1st of November. Um, this is episode 51, and I am joined by Alex. Alex, what is the hangover on the on the, the campus of the University of Michigan like today? Everyone's disappointed.
1: I mean, obviously, we, we were a big favorite yesterday against Michigan State. We were minus, I think, 24 and a half and we lost outright. Um, It just didn't look like it was going to go our way at any point in the game. Came out flat. Michigan State, you know, had a good game plan. They threw the ball deep against our cornerbacks, which is probably the weakest position group we have on the defensive side of the ball, and we didn't adjust to it. I mean, a few players after the game said the game plan was to stop the run, and then they said even in the second half the game plan was to stop the run, but Makes no sense. Michigan State was throwing the ball at ease. They were getting whatever they won. They were uh, freshman receiver, Ricky White. I think he had eight catches for 196 yards and, and a touchdown. So he was impressive and credit to Michigan State for having a good game plan coming into Ann Arbor and uh, getting a win. And congrats to Mel Tucker. I followed him pretty closely. I'm a big Colorado football fan. Obviously, they poached him from us. So... Happy for him to get you know his first win in, in a big spot and you know get some momentum for that Michigan State program
0: yeah i was I was watching some other games and, and just kind of like tuned into that one um towards the end. it and nothing really surprises me in the big Ten you know like that doesn't that doesn't blow my mind um I think we we were just getting over what this this first week jitters looked like um, getting a sense for, For who was who in in the division, and I think we still don't know. Um, So we'll find out over the coming weeks. Unfortunate that Wisconsin couldn't play this week, and it looks like Illinois has got their quarterback. Um, He's got he's got COVID as well. So we'll see how the how the Big Ten handles it and and what next week looks like. Um, My Buckeyes handled the game against Penn State all game, fourteen three, I think seventeen. Maybe 17-3 in the first yeah, half?
1: Yeah,
0: 17-6 maybe. Uh, yeah. So they, um, you know, looked like a, a, a solid team, you know, continue to to get better. They they seem to be playing just like a level above the teams that, that we're currently matched up against. So we'll see how that continues, how the team matures. Um, but I've got big hopes for this group. Um, Fields is he's – a, he's a rock star. Uh, Heisman candidate, incredible quarterback, great head on his shoulders. He can run, he can throw, and that receiving core just makes stuff happen um, all over the field. I would hate to have to defend the so receiving core. So good. Uh, they're so good. <laughs> it's like I've never. I don't think I've ever. Maybe I just have never followed a football team, a college football team, as closely as I as I follow the Buckeyes. But but specifically with this type of receiving core, because yeah, they're unbelievable. Way to put it. They're they're all um, studs. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. And they look like a unit, you know, like they like each other. It looks just like an amazing, uh, I mean, an amazing dynamic. So that was cool. Let's talk about the things that didn't go so well for me yesterday. Uh, first off, I was looking for a play on that Coastal Carolina game. And like, I thought I knew the play and I thought the play was just Coastal Carolina minus three and a half. Right. right? And I should have gone with that. And instead I took the over. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the, you know, during the podcast yesterday that. Coastal Carolina was going to score 51 points. I still would have taken the over. The over was 60. <laughs> uh, but I lost that. And then the other one, uh, the other the other play that I made, it was um, in the Minnesota game. 46 was the over-under, uh, and I got it at 46, and the game ended at 47. Um, you know, it couldn't have been Minnesota because they played, they played Friday. No. It was um, – oh, sorry, it was West Virginia. Virginia. It was the West Virginia game, sorry. And uh West Virginia won what thirty 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 seven ten. Is that what yeah. so it was? No. Yeah. So we covered by one, but I mean that was the score, I think, with wow. 13 minutes left wow. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so that was weird. Um and then I I took, I think one of the worst it was one of the worst experiences I've ever had losing a pick. I was really, really bullish on Notre Dame. And the game went exactly how I thought they would. And if you listen to uh, Brian Kelly at halftime, he said the same thing. He was like, look, we we're controlling the game. And the difference is we fumbled the ball in the red zone and they re- returned it for a touchdown. Um, and if that wasn't the case, then it wouldn't be 17-7. It would be 24 nothing. And that is exactly right. And then at the end of the game, um, I had them minus 20. They were winning by uh 18 because of a failed two-point conversion by um by georgia tech and so i was like oh my gosh a field goal here solidifies it there were still six minutes and change when they had that kickoff and so it was actually the perfect amount of time for them to cover the ball run you know a bunch of plays get it down to three minutes or whatever and then kick a field goal instead they gave up the onside kick went back to georgia tech georgia tech recovered then georgia tech turns it over They get the ball back. There's still like four minutes. They make a few plays, and then they get into like the 20-yard line, like right around the 20-yard. And I recognized with two and a half minutes left, Georgia Tech wasn't calling any timeouts. So they were letting the game go. But but Georgia Tech – or excuse me, but Notre Dame – decided to actually yeah, pick no, up that was, pace I mean, a little bit that me, that was and, a, and uh, ended up getting blocked out on the one-yard line. Play. So, it was a
1: um, pretty bad beat. So, yeah, yesterday – Is the audio the okay? I, had, uh, I did actually end up taking Coastal Carolina minus three-and-a-half. That worked out pretty well. And then I took Cincinnati first half minus three-and-a-half against Memphis, and they dominated uh, the first half and the second half. They're a really good football team. They're one to watch. You know, maybe they can sneak into that fourth spot in the playoffs. But – they got some work to do and they need a few things to go their way. And then my last pick was uh, Southern Miss, and they just got dominated. They didn't look good on either side of the ball, and I'll probably never bet on them ever again. But excited for today. I'm excited to talk some NFL. All
0: right, let's get right into it. <clears throat> cool. So I will uh, I'll give you the matchups and then we'll uh, we'll talk through we'll talk through some some of the, the picks today and let, we'll be we'll be pretty quick about it. because um, we got a lot of games to cover. So let's just start yeah, with the I big mean, one. One if, o'clock, if, CBS. If
1: been listening Steelers to, uh, at Ravens.
0: My pick. Uh, Baltimore, my like three and, and a
1: half. Team, what do you think? I think they've covered pretty much every week of the season, and I am gonna take them plus what did you say, plus three and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is a surprising line. I mean, Pittsburgh's been really good. I think they're the best team uh, in the NFL right now overall. They are plus probably have the best defense in the league. They have an emerging starting Chase Claypool. And the Ravens just haven't looked, you know, quite right yet. Maybe this is a great get-right spot for them to show the NFL that they're here and they're really a contender. But I think Pittsburgh just has that experience right now, and they're on a mission. Big Ben's been playing some good football. They have James Conner, who will touch the ball around 20 times today, I'm sure. Uh, Juju, Eric Ebron, uh, and a few other guys. So I, I, I like the Steelers plus three and a half, and I probably will also take them to win the game outright.
0: Yeah, with a line like this, I'm not going to take them to win the game outright. Um, but I do agree with you. I I think that you know they've proven themselves. I think they proved themselves last week. Uh, the the big thing to to keep an eye on is can you contain uh, can you contain Lamar Jackson? And if you can contain Lamar, then you can probably uh, control the game. So three and a half is too big uh, of a line for for me to take the other side of that. And so I am. I am with Pittsburgh this week, which may or may not be a good sign for you. Uh, Bay, the next uh, pick we have, have Minnesota is Vikings, is Packers, Vikings, Packers, no, Packers you, you minus six out every, in, Green every Bay. Once
1: in a while. Um Yeah. All right. So let, let me talk about this game for a second here. Uh, you know, the first time these two teams met, the Packers yeah, is my in their mom? business, and I think they're going to do it again today. I do like Green Bay minus six and a half. Uh, the temperature in Lambeau is be about 20 degrees uh, with winds 25 to 30 miles per hour and gusts up to 40. So it could be a tough day throwing the ball. But, you know, they I think Aaron Jones is actually out for the Packers, which is a big loss. Uh, and Minnesota likes to run the ball with Dalvin Cook, but I don't think it's going to be enough because they are going to be put in some spots where Kirk Cousins does need to throw the ball. I just don't think he's going to be able to get the job done. So I will take the Packers by a touchdown.
0: Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed playing the Packers all year. Um, it's going to be windy. It's going to be nasty, but it's also Aaron Rodgers who's been doing that for a very long time. They've got game plans to control that. They know what they're doing. They're practicing in those temperatures. Um, so I'm, I'm on the Packers here. I, I'm not, cool. I'm not convinced that Viking te- Vikings team is very good. Um, and I also enjoy watching the Packers play football. So I, I think that they're, I think they're a really good team and I'm, I'm on them today.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see, uh, All right, next up. So we know he is taking over for Ryan. The Rams at the Dolphins Dolphins to his first start. I think in the next few years they have a chance to be, you know, good, especially the way that division is. Uh, But not today. I'm going to take the Rams. I love this line. I'm going to take the Rams minus – you said three and a half or three? Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams minus three and a half all day. I just think, you know, between Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Gerald Everett, and then their running back trio, uh, uh, Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown and Jared Goff's playing some good football. And then obviously, if you're Tua, you got to keep it on Aaron Donald. you got to see where he is at all times. And I'm sure he'll give Tua a uh, welcome to the NFL sack at some point today. And obviously, you got Jalen Ramsey shadowing Devonta Parker. So I think it's going to be too much of the Rams for Tua in his start. But I am excited to see him play and excited to see how he does. <laughs>
0: I think it'll be fun to see how he does as well. Uh, I think he's got a lot of heart. I think there's a you've got to probably have a very different game plan, right? At least they've had a couple of weeks to plan for it, which is something I thought was a little bit odd. The fact that the the Dolphins said Tua is our starter a couple of weeks ago actually gave the Rams an, a, an opportunity to think about how to approach the game in a, in a bit of a different way. Um, so I, I think you're right. Tua is going to move around a lot more. I think him and Aaron Donald are going to – find, you know, they're, they're going to find each other uh, a number of times today. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets sacked more than once, two times or, or maybe three by that defense. Nice. I think this actually has a chance um, to be one of the
1: most exciting games. And, and
0: I think the the Rams And the, you know, obviously there's a lot of
1: headlines. Uh, 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 but I
0: think it's closer. And, you know, two actually brought the attention to himself. And
1: there, I don't know yeah. if you saw that after he got in that, now it's two weeks ago, posted I sitting agree. on the 15-yard line, FaceTiming his parents. And I think, you know, he related to a lot of people like that and made himself even more likable. And I think, you know, the, I'm going to have this game on for sure on the side TV today, watching him play. I'm excited.
0: Good. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, all right. We got an interesting matchup here. Uh Buffalo minus three and a half. playing this is a the big Patriots. game. Uh, um, I mean, obviously, the Pats have some, New England they've got something like to prove, New England, and, and so do the Bills. This is
1: you know, a huge, shocked about that. huge, huge I mean, game in this division. Obviously, their expectations weren't games. as high as they have been in the past, but people expected them to be, to be good. Uh, but I think the spread actually favors Buffalo at home. I think they are going to be the more hungrier team, and I just think they have more weapons. I mean, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley out of the slot, John Brown, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss on offense, and obviously Josh Allen's playing some good football. And the Patriots are just a mess. I got to stay away from them right now. As much as, you know, I've taken New England in the past, I just can't do it today. So I am going to take Buffalo minus three and a half or minus four. Up to four. All right, yeah. And I'm taking
0: Pittsburgh plus yeah. four. Uh Buffalo is spread I've got is, is three and a half currently. Um by the way, just a quick quick note that Steelers line's up to four. Man. Um so I this is a really hard game and one that I, I'm going to hundred percent watch and one that I'm probably not going to make any any substantial um picks on just because Belichick has a way of of winning these things, and I'm not convinced he's out, right? I'm convinced that that team's not that good. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think – I don't know if it's COVID or what, but, like, the truth of the matter is they're a young, developing team. And if it was any other team in the league, they would be like, hey, they just lost their star quarterback and they're rebuilding. Because it's the Patriots, they expect this, this kind of elite um, – squad to just come out every week you know as they have for the past 10 years or whatever so i don't trust this line because i think this ends up being a potential patriots win outright right you know i mean and, obviously the um, game it's gonna be a good one and so i'm gonna two, take the pats i think three of the first four three all division games so
1: those always end up but, but know, i think two, if they, two they two don't games.
0: win outright they lose by 10 Yeah. yeah. All right. This is a super interesting one just because of the line. Uh so now we're moving uh, into I the mean, Jets. That's, that's crazy to see that in the NFL. I mean twenty.
1: Absurd. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the SPN. I, I think Le'Veon really Bell up, but I'm gonna give this you 19 is a and a half. game for him. His over under on rushing yards is thirty five. And that's not enough. I think he's gonna rush for probably sixty yards. He will get in the end zone and that's plus one thirty for him to do so. So I like both of those a, a lot in this game. I'd probably even make one of those my lock. I, I really do think he gets in the end zone today. And I probably will take can't, – I can't do that on the Jets. I probably won't take it just because the line is huge. Maybe I'll get him in a teaser, get it down to, you know, 13.5 or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's no value here. I mean, it's just t- it's, it's tough. But I, I for the official play for the podcast, I will take the Chiefs minus 19.5 points against an NFL team.
0: Uh yeah, I'm I think the I everybody's looking at this game and you know the 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 thing everybody keeps saying is there's going to be some sort of backdoor cover here. Um, I think that <laughs> you have to be very convinced that the jets can can consistently score like score touchdowns in order to feel good about the jets covering this line. Because what we know is that the chiefs can put up 35 points and we know that the jets can put up, I don't know, six, maybe 10 points tops. Um, I'm on the chiefs and I'm not even that concerned. I, I think that 19 and a half, like they'll win by a million. Um, I think they will keep it on the ground, and everybody's on the Le'Veon revenge play. I think that's probably true, but at the same time, the Jets are pissed off at him, and they want to stuff him. So keep an, keep an eye on Clyde yeah, Edwards-Hilaire. Um, last week, I picked him to score the first touchdown of the game at, like, plus 500. I bet he does it again uh, because he's quick, and he's good, <laughs> and it won't attention is, is on Levy on the ball. A lot do. In the second half. Sure, they can try and jam it into the end zone with him, but you know what? They're also gonna want to win the football game. And I think Clyde Edwards Solaire is a good play, especially over sixty two and a half yards. All right, the um so sorry, I'm am so on the Chiefs. What do you have? On uh minus nineteen and a half. Cleveland's minus two and a half.
1: All right, next up. This is an interesting game. Obviously the Raiders, Raiders are traveling, you know, mostly across the country. No, not fully, but you you get what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, I think, obviously, Nick Chubb is out. I think they get their uh, offensive lineman back, Wyatt uh, Wyatt something. He'll be back. I think Cooper's back. But, obviously, the loss of Odell could be significant for Cleveland. But I I like Rashard Higgins to step up in that spot. Obviously, they still have Jarvis Landry. They still have Kareem Hunt, who's been unbelievable. Uh, But I do like the Browns, actually, to cover here at minus two. I think this Raiders team, you know, they've been excited this year. They've saw some flashes, but they just haven't been super consistent. I do think they are going to lean on Josh Jacobs a lot today against that, you know, very mediocre Cleveland uh, run defense. So they're going to run the ball. But I think it's going to be, you know, Miles Garrett going to make a big play towards the end of the game in Cleveland. Cleveland will win this game by more than two points.
0: Um, I'm not, I'm not convinced of that. I'm actually, I'm, I'm a little bit more bullish on the Raiders. Um, I think they're more consistent. I think they're uh, a better coach team. And I think that they have the ability to put up a lot of points. I do think this is a shootout and my, my lock today is, is this over 47 and a half this game over 47 and a half. Um, I think you could see 34 points in the first half. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be following that specifically, uh, I think by the time this line is all said and done and it's moved, you know, I, I said two and a half was what ESPN said when, where they started and it's actually moved down to one at this point. So almost a pick and the and the Raiders to win is even money. Um, so I, I think this is a shooting. Cool. I think it has to over be. makes a lot that's, of sense. I think that's the direction this game goes. And so I'd say one of my locks today uh, is the over 47 and a half. Um, on top of that, I'm on the Raiders. Um. All right. The next game is... This is an
1: interesting one. I mean, both of these teams are just crazy so today. tough to uh, Colts Lions. figure out. But I do actually like the Lions to win this game outright. It'll be the first time that I will take them this year. But, you know, Matthew Stafford is playing some good football right now. You know, Kenny Gallon on the outside, Marvin Jones, TJ Hogginson is emerging as a very solid tight end. Adrian Peterson, and then their rookie running back from Georgia is looking great, DeAndre Swift. And on the other side of the ball, you know, the Colts, Phillip Rivers hasn't looked, you know, great. They can't get the ball to T.Y. Hilton. I understand they have a great rookie running back in Jonathan Taylor behind. Probably the best offensive line in football, but I don't think it's going to be enough today versus Detroit. So I do like Detroit to win this game, but I will take them plus – you said plus three? I will take Detroit – I will take Detroit plus three today.
0: Yeah, no, it's actually it's 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 at three, so we'll go with that. Yeah, this is a uh, a couple of experienced quarterbacks, uh, and I think you know in that in that uh, in that dome in Indianapolis, this could also be a shootout, right? This is one of those. This is one of those opportunities for uh, for both of those teams to to score a lot of points, and um, I I fundamentally believe that two things are going to happen today. I think Ty Hilton's going to get into the end zone, um, and I think the Colts are going to win. Cool. Three is a tough number. The game is in Detroit. I think this is so, probably you know, going to be a Detroit heartbreaker.
1: Been. I think it is. And so. Yeah, I'm on indoors, the so money matter. line.
0: So I'm on the Lions getting three. Is it? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm excited. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I think. All right, so. this is an. I'm excited one. for this game though. Okay, so the Titans Bengals game. That line five. I know the line opened up. I think Bengals are plus seven. Move, for, right? when it opened, it had to open. Is it down? it is 7 now. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I think it's yeah, going to be a really fun I mean, game. Um
1: I'm trying to find I'm probably I'm going to take Cincinnati. I've been on Cincinnati the past few it's weeks and it's now. paid off. It's for 7 me. now. Uh yeah. you know obviously the issue is Derrick Henry on the side of the ball for the Titans he's unbelievable. Leads the league in a rushing yards, I think around mid 600s. He's second in the league in touchdowns behind Todd Gurley with 7. But you know he might get in the end zone twice today and he will take that. Take that right back. Uh, but Joe Burrow is playing well, and they are 5-2 against the spread. Tennessee is 2-4 and four against the spread, so I'll play the numbers. I'll take the Bengals plus 7. I know they're without Joe Mixon, but Giovanni Bernard filled in just fine last week for him. They have Tyler Boyd, who is emerging as a uh, top receiver in the NFL. I think he has another great game today. A.J. Green looked good last week. T. Higgins, the rookie receiver from Clemson, has also looked good. So they, Joe Burrow's got some weapons, starting him in fantasy. Starting Tyler Boyd in fantasy. So that's probably part of the reason why I'm on Cincinnati, but I, I really do actually like them plus seven today against Tennessee. You think so?
0: I think the Bengals get destroyed today. I think they get destroyed. Um, I. I am on Tennessee minus four in the first half. I'm on Tennessee minus seven for the game, and I think they win by seventeen points. Um, I think there's some. I think there's some frustration in that Bengals locker room, uh, and I'm. I, I think that Tennessee. This is an opportunity to just try all I your stuff. I might stay away from it if and, you're and locked, make it work. So, but I, so I, I am I'll, on Tennessee I'll, today. I'll, I'll keep my pick at um, plus seven, but I, and I never lock points. spreads. That's not. I don't like locking spreads, but I'm locking Tennessee minus seven. Oh, we'll get right to that. <laughs> um, I haven't had a great week, just to be clear. So, <laughs> um, All right. Another interesting matchup. Uh, well, this one's not so interesting. The 425 game is much more interesting. Chargers at Broncos. The Chargers are minus three. I am going Um, to take the – I'd love your take on it, but based uh, on the way Justin uh, Herbert is playing, that line doesn't feel – Not
1: enough points. I mean, Herbert's Um, playing well. What do you think? I know they're still without Austin Eckler, but Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly, the rookie from UCLA, have both been playing just fine in the back loop for them. I know Denver has the number one rush rush defense in the NFL. So Herbert is going to have to make a few plays, and it's going to come down to, you know, can he make these passes? And he's shown us the last few weeks he has – Uh, So I wouldn't be surprised if they're down, you know, a point or two or three in the fourth quarter. And he's going to have to, you know, come up with a game winning drive, game winning touchdown drive. Uh, But I do really I think Denver does hang around. But I do think the Chargers win by more than three points. Mm
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of alluded to it in my leading question. Um, the, you know, the line moved a little bit up to three and a half. But uh, if Herbert plays, continues to play at this level, he's establishing himself in the league. Um, a win today, I think, is is incredibly important for, you know, a, what, two and four team against the two and four team. So he's got to win the next couple of games. we well, get them up you know, I, over I'm 500. Um, I think he throws a ton of yards. I think he throws over three hundred yards today, um, and look for the Chargers to to win and and to cover the three. All right, the next one is an interesting one, um, and I don't know how to play it. I have some thoughts, but I'm very interested in your thoughts on this. This is the Niners who are four and three. This is weird and a man. weird I mean, four and three. At I am the, Seahawks the Seahawks who are five three. and one and a I very think, convincing five. You know, obviously they come. They're coming the off a heartbreaking minus loss minus three, last yeah. week.
1: Uh, San Francisco's look good, though. I mean, they went into Foxborough and, you know, dominated the Patriots. They, I think Tevin Coleman is officially back for them. So they'll have Coleman, Jamichael Hasty, the rookie running back, who uh, Zach talked about last week, who looks pretty good. And then uh, Jarek McKinnon, who's, you know, finally back, which is good to see after all those injuries he had in Minnesota. Uh, and for Seattle, you know, they have Russell Wilson who's just been phenomenal. He leads the NFL with 22 touchdown passes. Uh, and I just think he's going to be too much today. I think Chris Carson looked like he wasn't going to play all week, but now he has a true 50-50 shot, uh, report uh, according to multiple sources. So we'll see if he plays. He's a big difference maker for them. I know Carlos Hyde's also banged up. So if he is out, it'll be interesting to see who gets some time at running back, maybe the rookie DJ Dallas. Uh, but between DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Greg Olson, and Russell Wilson, I think it's going to be too much Seattle for San Francisco to handle uh, handle today. So I'll take the Seahawks minus 3.
0: Yeah, I um I don't see a world where the 49ers really compete with Russell Wilson at home focused, utilizing his, his weapons, the, the right way this year. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that close of a game. Um, you know, admittedly, I follow some of the East coast teams a little bit more closely, but over the couple of weeks I've been watching that 49ers team and I'm just, I'm not convinced they're that good. Um, I have watched because of where the Seahawks cool. have been playing yeah, no, I mean, a, in the slots. Thing, yeah. I've been watching the Seahawks more, and I think they are that good. And so I'm on. I'm on the Seahawks today. Minus three. Um. Oh, uh, what's the what's the line on that one? For sure. And then, uh, all right. Next up, we've got Saints Bears. Yeah, I'm going to take teams. I really can't figure really out not again.
1: Complicate this. <laughs> I think they they finally starting to figure it out a little bit. Chicago, I think they're... they're all right, uh, the lineup I've got is uh, the
0: New Orleans uh, least, minus five.
1: But yeah, it's going to be too much New Orleans. Drew Brees, I think, puts together a good game. I'm in the backfield. The difference maker is going to be Alvin Kamara. I know the Bears have a pretty solid defense, but they utilize him in so many ways where they just get him the ball in space and he makes a play. He makes a man or two miss and all of a sudden you see him 60 yards downfield in the end zone. So I think that could happen today. I, I do like the Saints to win by more than five points. Nick Foles hasn't looked great. Uh, and you know, the Saints' game plan has to be stacked the box against David Montgomery. They want to run the ball. And I would just, I would force Nick Foles to throw it. Obviously, you know, I think Allen Robinson is a game time decision. He was in concussion protocol. protocol. Looks like he will play. But that's not going to be enough for them. And if he is out, it's not going to be close. I mean, he's by far their best receiver. But I will take the Saints minus five.
0: I'm on the Saints minus five as well. Um, I think Nick Foles will have a better day. I think he'll score. I think they'll score a couple of touchdowns um, and I think he'll hit some of those targets. Robinson is back as, as far as I could tell yesterday. It said he was cleared to play. Um, and I don't think they'll sit him considering this is kind of a, a not a must win, but a very important win for the bears um, to, to kind of continue. So I, I, um, I'm on I'm on the Saints as well. Nice. Better football team, more balance. You're right. They've got that strong backfield in Kamara, but they've also got weapons, and they've got Drew Brees night. who wins these games. So I'm on the Saints, uh, minus five. Next up. Yeah, I mean,
1: um, this is exactly the game everyone wants to Eagles? see on Sunday night football. Sunday night um, football.
0: Uh, this, this I guess, I'm looking at I guess you could say 10. that.
1: Uh, I mean, this is 10. going to be an interesting one here. I think – you know Dallas is starting their uh, rookie quarterback, third string Ben Denucci. at the at beginning of James season. Madison University. <laughs> he is the uh, first James Madison football player uh, player to ever be in the NFL, so that's exciting for them. I'm sure that whole university will be watching closely. But he's in a struggle. I mean the the game plan has to be stack the box versus Zeke. I they got to put eight guys in the box, nine guys in the box, or whatever, uh, and and force DiNucci to throw the ball. I know they have some weapons, but, you know, Slay's going to be shadowing Amari Cooper or you can switch on in CeeDee Lamb. doesn't matter. He's a lockdown corner. And it's going to be, I mean, I, I, the thing is, if they weren't playing Philadelphia, I would be very confident, but they're playing Philadelphia, who hasn't been, you know, too good. I know Wentz in the past few weeks has picked it up. Travis Foglem's looked good. I think they get Dallas Goddard back. So I am going to take the Eagles minus 11. And I don't feel great about it, but I, I do think that is the smart play in this game.
0: Makes no sense. I think it's a smart play as well. Um, it's it's bizarre to look at a quarterback like how have they not tried to solve for the quarterback situation? He doesn't, you know. Like, I, there's so many guys out there that that at least right. know how to throw to weapons. Like the, having me out their, there and Amari Cooper, right? Like, right. That, This guy doesn't know how to do that. I don't think he's right. He's thrown to, to JMU, <laughs> like to, to JMU receivers, which is like you know. No offense, he's to a bunch of Edelman's, and like that's not who these guys are. These guys are top tier wide receivers. So sure, he's doing it in practice and uh, trying to figure it out, but you can't you can't replace game experience. And there's just so many guys who have played in those experiences that they could be sitting in the spot right now. So um, he gets a shot. This is a shot, and let's see how it goes. Okay. Um, but I think you're right. The smart play is the Eagles because when they look at this, they're just like get this win under our belt, like get this win, get it done with, get Wentz out in the fourth quarter, <laughs> like get it over with, um, because they should be able to completely dominate from an experience level on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. All right. And then we move into our Monday night matchup, um, which is Tommy and the Buccaneers. You're in New York or the New York metropolitan minus area, and a half is what we have. Plano, what one in six uh, football uh, Yeah, I think okay, you know, in this line, the Buccaneers obviously win this game. I saw it in And the minus questions. 13,
1: really, about how much the Giants' O line is something that we need to watch, something to monitor. I think they have a few guys uh, banged out, a few uh, uh, banged up, uh, a few starters might be out. So we'll have to see, you know, how that looks before game time. Daniel Jones could—I mean, he is obviously always getting some pressure on him but he will have even more tomorrow it looks like uh and I think the Giants are really going to struggle tomorrow night I think you know the buccaneers are going to go into metlife take care of business and just show everyone you know we're not we're we're focused we're ready to go who's next week and I do I do like Tampa Bay minus 12 and a half
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, Tom goes in there. He he knows just score the points, get it over with, right? He just takes care of business. And with a team like this, when you're just so much better, um, you should be up twenty-four ten in the third quarter. You should be up, you know, thirty. You should be up whatever thirty-one points, thirty-one to ten, and then you should just walk off the field and and let the defense finish it. One thing Tom always did so well. Uh, in I, England, I, he he I held the rest you. of the team accountable. Agreed. Um <clears throat> defense included. And I think tomorrow they just go in and dominate this team. Uh and so when they go in and dominate this team, Tom, you know, they they win by probably seventeen points. I do uh, have a kind of a, a bad Monday night football point game, point I think. Here. Um he's just and too I will good.
1: while I'm doing that, I will say my locks. My locks are gonna be
0: All right. So that wraps to it. Take- um You've got some uh, you've got I really player props. Pittsburgh, are there any other yeah, locks? Lock. in there I'm, that I'm we going to take the Chargers about?
1: minus three as a lock. And I will take, I think, the Saints minus five as my other lock today. And then, uh, can I go into some player props real quick?
0: Great. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I like
1: the receiver um, for Pittsburgh, who got in the end zone twice last, uh, sorry. last week, Deontay uh, Johnson, to the, score the, I like the score at plus 225. I like Jimmy Graham, to score at plus 200. I like the Las Vegas receiver, Nelson Aguilar, who has been very good at plus 225 to score. I mentioned him earlier when I was giving the uh, recap of the game, Rashard Higgins. I like him to score, taking OBJ's spot in that offense at plus 225. And then Melvin Gordon for Denver going up against his old team. I think he falls in the end zone today at plus 120. And then my long shot, you know, we, we covered this quarterback a lot today. I think you know what I'm going to say. Tua to get in the end zone, a rushing touchdown, at plus 350. So those are my plays for players to get in the end zone. And as always, you know, best of luck with those. These are just some fun, fun props to get a little bit more action to root for some guys. So pick and choose your spots wisely there and uh, have fun rooting for a few of these players. Interesting. I agree. I could see that happening all day.
0: Yeah, you you too. too. Uh, Talk to you tomorrow. Keep an eye on that Levy on first touchdown line. I think it's at a plus 1,000. Yeah, because that could be – they could give it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that might be a fun one, you know, five bucks, whatever. Um, All right, man. Enjoy the games today. Sounds good.